friends, welcome back to the Hard Feelings Podcast, the podcast where we talk about mental health struggles, aka hard feelings. I'm your host, Giovanna, sitting here drinking another raspberry leaf tea. We have a very exciting episode today. Well, I don't know. Are antidepressants exciting? Maybe. Honestly, yeah, they kind of are exciting in the way they have changed my life. So I'm very excited to talk to you about my journey with antidepressants today. I'm going to be talking about the day that I realized I needed to pursue professional help for my mental health. I'm going to talk about the type of questions that were asked to me when figuring out the right medication, how we decide on which medication for me to take, how we decided on the dosage, how I knew when I needed to change my dosage, the potential symptoms versus the actual symptoms, and yeah, if you have any questions at the end, feel free to ask them in the comments down below. I would love to make another video answering your specific questions because I feel like I had so many questions when I was pursuing medication, like before I started, I was texting so many of my friends who I knew were already on antidepressants, I was probably bugging them, but that could just be my anxiety telling me that they were annoyed by me. Yeah, probably. They probably weren't really annoyed. All this to say, I had a lot of questions. This is a long intro, so let's get right into it. I want to start by talking about the day that I realized I needed to pursue professional help, which I think is the hardest place to get to in your mental health journey, right? Because like I've known I've had anxiety for a while. I think it did take me a long time into my mental health journey to realize that like I had an above average amount of anxiety. I kind of just thought everybody felt nervous all the time. And then it wasn't really till I got to college, like my senior year of college that I was like, oh shoot, I don't think everybody feels this way. And that's when I started therapy. So the day that I realized I needed to pursue professional help was at the end of January of this year, 2023. So I had been on a Zoom meeting all morning with a group of people that I absolutely love. We were doing some co-working and some office hours, um, talking about social media content creation, all of that stuff. And I don't even remember exactly when in the meeting what triggered this, but everyone was just talking about what they were working on at the moment, what they were working on throughout the week. And I just had a moment where I just felt so low. I don't know what it was. I just had a moment where it just felt like everything hit me at once. And I was like, it does not matter all of this inner work that I am doing and all of this meditation that I'm trying and all of these mindset shifts that I'm trying to make because I feel like the world is going to end every day. I have a constant impending sense of doom every day. My heart rate is elevated. I, there's always something that I feel like is going to go wrong. And I had this thought where I was like, there are so many things to get through in life. There are so many adversities. There are so many challenges, big and small. How do people do this forever? And that's what like really hit me was like, oh my gosh, I have to do this for forever. I, I want to be alive for a long time. I want to live for many, many more years, but this just feels like such a challenge. What the heck is going on? And I had already talked to a friend a couple months earlier who had told me about her journey taking anxiety medication and how amazing it was for her. And she had recommended that I go on and take the quiz on hers. And that was the moment where I was like, okay, screw it. Like what the taking it, the quiz can't hurt. It can't hurt to talk to a professional. It's free to take the take form. Let's just see what they even say because you know maybe it comes back and they tell me that I just have very mild anxiety and it's something I can manage myself and I'll that'll at least be good to know. So needless to say I go in I take the intake form severe anxiety moderate depression and that kind of shocked me. It didn't really shock me the anxiety the severe was a little scary that they viewed me as like 
Sabira's like, <laughs> the furthest end you can be on the anxiety scale. So that was a little scary. And then the moderate depression scared me too, because I was like, I didn't think depression was gonna come up at all. Like I really, I knew I was anxious, but I was like, I don't feel like, you know, the way I answered the questions too, like, there were questions like, how often do you feel like you have no interest in doing things that bring you joy? And I put like, never, I love doing the things that bring me joy. So I was just surprised to see the depression thing pop up. But for me, what I think makes it make a lot more sense is how I answered the questions about sleeping patterns and how I have trouble with sleeping too much. I mentioned in my last episode talking about my mental health journey that since I was a teenager, if I did not set an alarm to wake up in the morning, I could sleep until 3, 4 p.m. I could just like wake up and go back to sleep, wake up and go back to sleep. Like I felt like I never felt like I got enough rest, even nights where I would sleep like 12 hours, I would still wake up exhausted. I just felt like I, I could never catch up on my sleep and oftentimes I would have trouble going to sleep. Not so much that I had insomnia, like once I could actually get myself into bed and go to sleep I was good, but I really had trouble settling in for the night. Like I would stay up till like 2 in the morning just like walking around doing things because I, I didn't want to settle in for bed. So I think that has and that is a symptom of depression. So I guess I shouldn't be so surprised that I have that. But yeah, some of the other, I wanna talk about the different questions that it asked me on the intake form because a lot of them were just things I hadn't thought about before. Like there was a section on hypervigilance, which is not a term I was familiar with. It kind of means paranoia, but it's not really the same thing. Basically, they were asking like, how often do you feel a sense of hypervigilance where you feel like you need to be on the lookout for bad things that are happening? And for me, my answer was every day. Like I really just felt this constant sense that I needed to be looking around me, looking behind me, especially walking outside. I just felt like I wasn't safe. I didn't feel safe ever, pretty much. Even in my apartment, like locked, doors locked in, I just never, felt fully safe and I did feel this constant sense of hypervigilance like I needed to be looking out for myself so I think that had a big part to do with my anxiety what were some of the other things that they asked impending doom was a big one they asked like how often you felt scared like something bad was going to happen to you or a family member and my answer was every day that's kind of how they phrase the questions is they ask you how often you feel something I think that's kind of like how they figure out if you are severe or if you're more mild. Obviously, it makes a lot of sense now that I have severe anxiety because most of the issues they were bringing up were things I was experiencing every day. You know, I wasn't having panic attacks every day, but every day I was having at least multiple moments in the day where I needed to do a lot of deep breathing to try to calm myself down. Like my heart rate was elevated. I was feeling this sense of hypervigilance, this sense of impending doom. Like if I didn't hear back from someone, like my boyfriend is a cyclist. He loves riding his bike and you know there would be times where he'd be riding his bike and I wouldn't know where he is and my brain would just go to these horrifying places I would just really imagine the worst case scenario or if I was at home visiting my parents and he was at you know here in the city by himself and I didn't hear from him for a while because his phone died or anything 
my brain would literally think the worst things possible and I would burst into tears crying and hyperventilate and literally get sick. That's how anxious I was and my logical brain knew like this is probably not what's happening. He's probably fine. He's pro his phone is just dead and he's probably going to text me in 20 minutes when his phone turns back on and that is exactly what happened and he called me as soon as his phone did turn back on and I was like hyperventilating sobbing and I couldn't explain why and I felt so and he was like oh my gosh like it's okay I'm so sorry my phone died and like he had nothing to be sorry for but I was like I don't think this is a normal way to react when somebody doesn't text you for 20 minutes and it's not even that late at night like my brain would just create these worst case scenarios in my head every time I didn't hear from somebody within a certain amount of time. All of this to say, I had a lot of scenarios like that that just like told me that this is not livable. I don't want to live like this forever. And I had talked to friends who were on anxiety medication who told me it infinitely improved their quality of life and they thought it was a good idea for me to at least give it a try. So after I took the intake form, it came back with severe anxiety and moderate depression. A psychiatrist will reach out to you through HERS. HERS is the service that I use and they will give you their recommendation for medication. And the first thing that they recommended for me was Wellbutrin XL, but it also said like, let us know anything else you think we need to know while giving you medication. So I made sure to let the psychiatrist know that I have a history of disordered eating because I know that antidepressants can have an effect on weight loss and weight gain. And I just wanted the doctor to be aware of that because that was something I was nervous about. I really didn't want to have this medication affect my weight at all. Like that just like really made me more anxious to think about. And the psychiatrist responded and said, I'm so glad you told me that because with Wellbutrin, if you are like starving yourself in any way, that can give you seizures with this medication. Like it's really important to eat a lot and eat a healthy amount with this medication. So that I was like, oh, oh my gosh. So he was like, okay, we're gonna do the, we're gonna do the generic for Prozac instead, which is called fluoxetine, which is what I take now. Shout out to my fluoxetine. <laughs> but yeah, so then he decided to put me on fluoxetine and I still told him, I said, I am incredibly anxious about taking medication. I've never taken medication for anything before. It's, you know, aside from antibiotics when I'm sick, and whatnot, allergy medication, but I had never been prescribed medication by a doctor before. You know, I had friends who had taken ADD medication growing up, ADHD medication or medication for different things. Um, I had never been on a behavioral medication before. I'm sorry, I don't know if that's the right terminology. I should have given my disclaimer that I am not a psychiatrist, I am not a therapist. I have no information or knowledge in the medical field, so I'm just sharing my experience with you. But yeah, I had never been on a medication like this before, so I was really, really, really anxious about it, which he knew because he could see that I was diagnosed with severe anxiety. So he said, okay, here's what we're gonna do. Normally, I will start people on 20 milligrams, but because you are anxious, we're gonna take it really easy. We're gonna start you on 10, which is like a special circumstance, not to brag or anything, but he was like, yeah, we're gonna start you on such a low dose that you're really not likely to get any of the potential side effects and it can only benefit you. So I said, okay, I was still horrified. I was still absolutely horrified to start. I remember my medication coming in the mail and it arrived on a Thursday and I didn't start taking it until Saturday because my boyfriend has the weekends off. And I was like, okay, at least if I take it 
while he's home if something bad happens he can get me to the hospital really quickly which is like I laugh at it looking back because like nothing bad happened I didn't get any bad side effects it was totally fine at the time that was what gave me comfort so that's a piece of advice I could give to you if you're nervous about starting medication it made me feel better for my first day two days taking it to have someone who is looking out for me. And you know, maybe if you don't have someone who you live with, if you live alone, just informing a friend or family member that you trust that you're gonna be starting to take medication. Say so if you don't mind just like checking in on me a couple times, I'm nervous about it. I'm sure if they're a good friend or family member, they're not gonna mind at all. I would absolutely do that for somebody if they asked me. One thing I wouldn't recommend doing, which I'm not sure if this is a good piece of advice, so don't take it. <laughs> I fully read this pamphlet that came with my medication that listed every single potential side effect. And I kind of regret doing that because it made me feel a lot more anxious you know when you start to read things about seizures and just like all of these scary things that can happen when you take a medication that is horrifying to see and you know like luckily my boyfriend has been on medication before for ADHD so he you know told me and tried to explain to me that these are pretty much the side effects they list with every medication like this it doesn't mean that you are going to experience any of these. Your doctor knows your medical history. They are not going to prescribe you something that you are likely to have a bad reaction with. And that's why they start you on a smaller dose so that they can see, you know, like, and you just have to pay attention. Like you will have time before <laughs> these symptoms potentially kill you. Like you are not just going to die instantly. That's genuinely what I thought. And that really tells you what kind of headspace I was in with my anxiety is that I thought I'm going to be the exception. I will be the person who takes 10 milligrams of Prozac and dies. I don't know, it's just gonna kill me. Like I really felt just so horrified to start taking medication. And I'm so glad that I did it anyways. And uh, what really got me over it was one, the comfort of knowing that somebody was gonna be home with me while I was taking it for the first time. But also I just had to sit down with myself and say like, I'm not living right now. You know, I'm breathing, I'm, I'm alive, but am I really living because I'm hypervigilant? I am nervous all the time. I feel this constant impending sense of doom. I don't like to go out and do anything. I go outside to take little walks, but I don't go do activities. I hate social interaction. Like I'm having rejection sensitivity disorder. It's affecting my career because I'm nervous to put myself out there to get brand partnerships and to work with other people. Like it's just affecting me in so many ways and it's keeping me from really living my life. Am I willing to take this one teeny tiny microscopic risk that I might have a negative side effect to potentially have my life get infinitely better and I decided I was and spoiler my life got infinitely better and I didn't experience any negative side effects if anything the only one that I like maybe noticed is dehydration I've heard people say that with SSRIs and antidepressants in general they can make you more prone to dehydration so I've just been extra good about drinking water and staying hydrated taking a water bottle with me especially now that it's summertime I've been really good about staying hydrated oh and the only other one that the doctor said the doctor the psychiatrist also told me what he thought the only two like reasonable side effects I might experience were and one he did say dehydration and the other one he said was low sex drive which I told him hi I'm depressed I'm already experiencing that so for me I don't know if that was really a side effect because it was already happening for me but if that's something you're concerned about I have talked to other friends who did not have low sex drive previously who said that the fluoxetine slash Prozac 
did not affect their sex drive for more than a couple weeks. They said it was like a couple weeks and then they felt like it came back. So yeah, really not bad side effects at all. I take one every single morning. That is an important thing to take it every day and take it at the same time every day. So I keep it right next to my nightstand with a water bottle next to it. So that can be the first thing I do in the morning. That way I know I've taken it. I don't need to like worry about whether or not I've taken it during the day because it's important to be consistent with it. My psychiatrist told me that it could take up to six weeks for me to start seeing the effects of it. And I do really feel like it took almost that full six weeks. I felt like after a few weeks, it might have been placebo. Hey, I have no way of knowing. I truly have no way of knowing whether or not it was placebo, but I did start to feel better. It started to feel easier to get through the day and to not feel this impending sense of doom all the time. And by the six week mark, I felt like, okay, yeah, this is definitely doing something. And then I got to a point where the nice thing about hers is that the psychiatrist will reach out to you every couple weeks to check in. Like they are really good about constantly checking in with you, having you take that intake form again, seeing if your answers change at all, um, just make sure that the medication is working. They wanna make sure, and they even give you that disclaimer when they give you your first prescription, they say, you might not have the right dosage the first time. We might need to increase the dosage and that's totally normal. Don't be freaked out if you feel like it's not working as well as it should have. So that was really comforting. I believe I ended up going a full eight weeks before I finally came back to my psychiatrist and said it was when I was getting towards the end of my bottle. The bottles that they give you from hers are a, a 90 day supply. So I might have had like 30 days left and I reached out to my psychiatrist and said, hey, I've been reading some stuff online that I've also been experiencing where during my period, my anxiety gets really, really bad again and it feels like the medication is not working as well as it could. So I had read something online that certain people said that they up their dosage of their antidepressants during their period to counter those hormonal changes. So I reached out to my psychiatrist about that and he said, yes, that's absolutely a valid thing that some people do and that does work, but he said because you're on such a low dosage to start with, you're only on 10 milligrams, we are safe to put you up to 20. I, I promise you we're gonna be good if you're just on 20 all the time. And I said, okay, I trust you. You know, I was a lot more comfortable doing that because I had already been taking the 10 milligrams. So we upped my dosage to 20 and things just got even better. I still get a little anxious on my period. I'm kind of in the process right now deciding if we need to up my dose uh, again. I'm not quite sure, but it got a lot better. You know, I used to, it used to be like, feel like I was not medicated at all during my period when I was only taking the 10 milligrams, like my anxiety got really, really bad. Whereas now I usually get the day before my period, my anxiety gets kind of bad, but it's not as bad as it was. So that's good. Another thing I want to talk about, I hope this is not too all over the place. Another thing I want to talk about is alcohol and caffeine, because that's something I had read on my little pamphlets that they say you should avoid when you're on antidepressants. I talked to some friends too who said that they did not observe those things. I made the choice to stop drinking alcohol altogether for the first month because I really did not want to risk it. You know, the more research I did into it, they basically said like, alcohol's not going to counteract the medication. You're just gonna feel a lot more drunk than usual. Like I'm pretty sure people have said one drink on an antidepressant is like four drinks, not. Um, so yeah, that, that made me nervous. I didn't drink at all for the first month and I kind of liked it, you guys. I don't really drink at all anymore. I very rarely will have a cocktail. When I went to the Taylor Swift concert, 
concert, they had Taylor Swift themed cocktails. So I had one of those and drank it very, very slowly and had a lot of water with it. So that's kind of what I've been doing now just because I found that I liked it. I don't like the way alcohol makes me feel, so I enjoy not doing that. I didn't really give up caffeine at all. I still had coffee, but I've been slowly lowering my caffeine consumption. I usually only have like half a cup of coffee a day now. Like I have this little V60 pour over so I can make a super tiny cup of coffee. So yeah, I've lowered my caffeine consumption a lot too. And basically the reason they tell you not to do those substances at the same time is because it can make you paranoid. Like obviously it's anxiety medication. They're trying to lower your anxiety and they're just saying that couldn't bring your anxiety up. They also say that you you should avoid, I don't even want to say this because I don't want YouTube to get mad at me, but um, I'm just going to say grass and hope that you know what that means. They say to avoid grass because that can make you more paranoid. I don't agree. That, did, that wasn't the case for me. Again, I'm not a medical professional. Again, I'm not a medical professional. Do not. I'm not giving you advice right now, but I did not stop my grass consumption and I find that the grass is helpful. <laughs> for me. So in case you were wondering about that, again, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm not a medical professional. I also live in a state where grass is legal and distributed through legal dispensaries of grass. So <laughs> I think I went over all the categories that I wanted to go over. I'm, I'm sure this has been rambly. I'm sure it's been a lot. Please let me know if you have any questions. I'll make another video. I'll absolutely make another video talking about medication because like I said in the beginning, I had so many questions before I started and I was so nervous and the only thing that comforted me was not the psychiatrist telling me it was going to be fine, not the internet articles telling me it was going to be fine. It was my friends who very kindly answered all my questions and texted me and shared their real life experiences with me that made me feel comfortable enough to finally take the medication. So I want to be that person for you. If you're nervous about starting, if you have questions on where to start, I really liked hers. Oh, that's the one thing I wanted to mention was the pricing. Hers, my medication is about $40 a month, but I pay for three months at a time. So it's like 120, I think is what I paid for a 90 day supply. And I didn't have to pay any fee for the psychiatrist, which I know like $40 per month seems like a lot compared to some people I talk to who also take antidepressants. But they also mentioned to me that seeing a psychiatrist, depending on your insurance, can cost like 150 bucks. So I didn't have to pay any of that. I'm considering maybe when I go to my next physical with my primary care physician, talking to her about the medication and maybe seeing if she can write me a prescription instead now that I know how I'm doing with it and everything. Um, she was just, I had only been going, I've only seen this doctor one time, so I didn't feel like we had a super close relationship where I could just go in and be like, prescribe me medicine. I just, I wanted to talk to the psychiatrist first. But yeah, let me know if you have any questions about starting medication for anxiety and depression. If you have any questions about hers as a service in general, um, I would love to answer all of them for you. And I thank you so much for watching the Heart Feelings podcast. Subscribe, will ya? I'd love to have you. Um, check out my description box for if you're interested, if you're watching this and you like my makeup today. I'll link all that stuff down below. Thanks so much for watching and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.